You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, welcome back to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, I have the pleasure and the honor of welcoming Austin Parkinson into the studio. Austin, how are you doing today? Good to see you, man. Good to be here. It's awesome. Thank you for uh, your time tonight. I know you're coming straight from uh, practice. Austin is currently... Uh, IUPUI women's basketball coach and also a former Boilermaker, well, always a Boilermaker, but a former Purdue basketball student athlete. A um, lot to catch up on here. Austin, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, you just came from practice. It's already started again. Talk about, you've been, this is going to be what, your 10th year? The 10th yeah, year. And, you know, it seems like uh, they moved up the schedule for, I think, both men and women. And now practice started September 25th. And I remember when I played, we didn't even start official practice till you know around you know, October 16th yeah. and so it moves up every year and, and it's an exciting time and um you know like I said we just came from practice today <laughs> so it's uh uh you know everybody's in the gym trying to get better like I mentioned uh, heading into your 10th year here you took over after two years as an assistant as the as a men's coach down there you've really turned this program around down there when you took over I believe they only had what three wins the year before and within a couple of years, I believe you had them playing in postseason play. You've won Coach of the Year at least twice, if I'm correct. And correct me if it's more than that. Um, but you've really turned this into a successful program. What do you credit that to? Well, I, I'm really proud about the fact we've been consistent. I, I think you know you'll see different programs where a coach may uh, turn it around and they win, and then they you know take off to the next mm-hmm. job. And uh, I'm really proud about the fact that we've been able to win and keep winning, um, and we've done it the right way. We've got really good kids. Uh, good kids that really appreciate the academic uh, experience that they get at, at IUPUI and getting a Big Ten degree. And, um, you know, early on it was about changing kind of the culture um, really on, on from the academic and basketball side. But as we've moved forward, we've been really consistent. Um, you know, our kids finished in the top 25 uh, GPA-wise for the second straight year last year and uh, just finished, I think, six out of the last seven seasons. We've been, you know, 20 wins. And, and we've done it with a lot of Midwest kids. So yeah. it's been a – it's been really cool to see the growth that we've had. And, you know, we're expected to be pretty good this year. I've got the player of the year returning on my team. And so uh, a, lot of, a lot of excitement going forward. I was going to say, since you just mentioned her last, um, tell us a little bit about her. I, you know, I know it's a team sport, but like you said, you have the, the reigning uh, conference player of the year. Talk about the strengths of your team. Yeah, Macy Williams is going to be a junior. Um, you know, she was on the preseason Lisa Leslie list last year, uh, was player of the year as a sophomore. She was freshman of the year in her first year. Uh, but she's a, a kid that is very, very talented. You know, I always joke with people that she reminds me so much, even down to that she's left-handed and that she wears number 50, of Zach Randolph, okay. who was an uh, Indiana All-Star with me. Uh, both lefties, both soft touch, both don't didn't jump very high but had quick uh, quick hops off the ground. And, uh, you know, she's a kid that's been been really dominant. And, uh, you know, uh, she's she's battling a little bit of an injury right now. But as she comes back from that, we're excited what she's uh, she's got in store her junior year. Gotcha. Where's she from? She's from Vetersburg, Indiana, okay. uh, and, and a little bit west of Indianapolis, <laughs> small town. And uh, she's she's represented them and, and her family very well. Two year philosophy, since it's going to sound very familiar to, to Purdue basketball fans, defense and recruiting in state. And I think that's a Boilers get behind. How? Why is that so important to you? You know, I always tell people if you look at Coach Katie's coaching tree, um, and, and it's something that you know I, I send out to recruits. Uh, if you look at it, we all do the same thing that we all recruit high character kids that love the game of basketball 
and we all teach defense. Um, you know, offensively, I'm sure there's variations uh, that you know you look at different people, but we all teach defense, and we all teach them how to get better on defense. Uh, it's not very, you know, it's not a lot of gimmicks. You're not going to see tons of zone or, or that kind of thing. I mean, you look at Bruce Weber, you look at Conzo Martin, you look at Matt Painter, you know, myself, other guys that are that are coaching. They all teach defense, and so we still use a lot of the same principles that we did when I played at Purdue. Uh, but I think you see variances in, in the different ways people, you know, attack offensively. Yeah. We talked about some of your accolades, and also, you know, you didn't mention all-time winning as coach now for IUPUI. I think you said that a couple years ago now, but just building on that, when you hear your name mentioned some of those things like that in, in the record books, what does it, does it, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean it's an honor. I, I think the the bigger thing is I, I I'm just excited for our players that they've been able to accomplish some things. I mean they've never been in postseason play, and to do that, um, you know, several years. Um, we've switched conferences, so you know you're recruiting to a different conference. Um, you know we had kind of built ourselves up for the Summit League, and what would be successful there. And as we've transitioned to the Horizon League, uh, adjusting to maybe you know the different levels of athleticism um, and what that looks like, and so that's kind of been a transitional period. And to be able to do that and still be successful, uh, I think is a tribute to our kids and the culture uh, that we've had, and, and just kind of their leadership um, from the seniors and, and you know top down. We obviously, as a Purdue alum, and now the current coach at IUPUI, sorry, IUPUI, you had the opportunity to coach against Purdue a couple times, right? What's, what's that like, coaching against your alma mater? Yeah, you know, it's different. Um, you know, uh, again, you, when we came back to Purdue, it was a lot, so surprisingly, it was a lot of the same familiar faces all, all the way down to the janitors, mm-hmm. equipment guys. And, you know, it was neat. Um, you know, when we were first, I had the job, we weren't really good enough to compete. Uh, but we, had, you know, a few years ago, we beat them at Purdue, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a really cool experience um, to to be able to do that. And our kids rise up to uh, you know that atmosphere and that level of play. Um, and so it was it was great to be back. I mean, it's always odd because you know obviously I follow Purdue sports mm-hmm. um, across the board, um, and so but but to be back in Mackey Arena where you know I played and, and sitting on the visitors bench was obviously a, a strange feeling because I've been coming to Purdue games since I was little sure. and uh, I only knew one bench <laughs> and uh, being on the visitors uh, side of things. In fact, the one time that we won. Uh, I wouldn't call it nerves. I would call it excitement. But uh, we get out there and we shake hands with the coaches mm-hmm. and we're getting ready for starting lineups. And I look down and I've got my shirt tucked in. I didn't. I, I left my belt in the locker room. <laughs> so I had to send a manager back in. And, you know, during the uh, introductions, they got the lights out. I'm getting my belt on and trying to get ready for the game. That's funny. And what's it like uh, professionally just kind of coaching against Sharon? And uh, do you have any kind of relationship with her? Yeah, when I when I first got the job, Sharon has always been very you know very kind to me. Um, you know, when when you're playing, I actually probably watch the Purdue men. Um, you know, still just because of my affiliation mm-hmm. there. But I watch a lot of Big Ten Network games, and so when I try to watch, you know, them, IU, uh, you know, Michigan State doesn't matter. I try to watch as much as possible. But when you're in season, uh, it's really tough uh, to be able to you know. If I'm watching extra film at home, uh, that means I'm probably taking time away from my wife and kids, and so that better be stuff on uh, IUPUI. Yeah. Uh, I will say our players, we, we have uh, satellite for uh, road trips, and uh, our kids know that they get to watch whatever they want to watch, you know, movies, uh, TV, doesn't matter, unless the, uh, you know, uh, Matt Painter's boilers are on. We're watching that, <laughs> and, uh, and and they know that. So uh, we'll, we, we always have that on whenever we're on the road. That's awesome. You mentioned the Gene Katie coaching tree. How much of what you learned from him 
do you instill? And I know you talked a little bit about that, but how, how much of an influence was he on even wanting to coach and what you do? Well, I always want to coach. I mean, when I was in fifth grade, I knew I was going to be a coach. Um, but the, the influences on my program now directly would say the first would be that I was shocked when I got into coaching, how much, uh, I just assumed because coach Katie was about character and preparing us for life after basketball that, Yes, you wanted to win championships. Yes, you were going to graduate. But it was about preparing you to grow as a, as a young man. And I assumed both men's and women's side that that was just common. You know, that's just how everybody did it. And I quickly found out that's not the case. Uh, there are a lot of coaches out there uh, that, that really only care about winning. And, and uh, you know, I give the example in recruits now. Like, you'll, we go to these events and, and we watch a kid play. And uh, a coach you'll find out. Let's say we watched a kid on Saturday at a big AAU tournament. And you'll see on Monday – uh, a coach will call a kid on the phone and offer them a scholarship. Now that same coach will talk about, well, family matters. And, you know, we, we care about your character. Well, how do you know anything about the kid's character or what their family's about? If you just watched them one time and offered them a scholarship and, you know, coach Katie instilled that. And we've tried to do that at IUPUI in regards to, you know, yes, you're going to graduate and yes, you're going to push you academically and you're going to have a chance to compete for championships. But are you going to grow as a person when you leave here? That's important. The other thing that coach, like I said, was, just the level of competitive spirit and the defensive side of things. Um, you know, we lead the, we've always been toward the top of the league in defense and rebounding since I've been the coach. And then I think that goes directly back to what he instilled in us uh, as players and the urgency that we had to have when, when we played the game of basketball. And uh, just kind of joking here, we coach Katie and I, you see with coach painter, they got that, that fist pump, that, that hand in the air, if anybody's seen any of the IUPUI commercials advertising, I, you see Austin Parkinson doing the fist pump in the commercial. Is that you two on the sidelines? Do you, do you have that same kind of energy he does? Yeah, I mean, I do have energy on the sidelines. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? that? That commercial was filmed five days after I had shoulder surgery on an injury from college. And so if you watch closely um, for the shoot, I had to take off my brace. And if you notice, I'm fist pumping with my left yes. hand and my shoulder that was, uh, you know, injured was dangling by my right hand. But yeah, no, I, I get excited on the sidelines. Uh, in fact, I had a, a buddy that was teasing me the other day. I had a, you know, the old coach Katie jacket toss. Okay. Uh, I don't, you know, typically wear jackets on the sidelines. There was a game last year I did and I got flustered and threw it and I didn't realize I had a t-shirt on underneath. And, uh, <laughs> my buddy was making fun of me. So this guy's down there coaching in a Hanes t-shirt. So, uh, you know, every once in a while, but you know, I just think that's the, you look at Purdue coaches in general. I mean, Coach was passionate. You know, Coach mm-hmm. Painter's clearly passionate. You know, Conzo's passionate. Those guys that, yeah. you know, Coach Weber, I mean, you know, he's yeah. horse half the time when you hear right. him, you know, speak. So, you know, I just think that's something being in the program and uh, the culture that, that was created there. And speaking of Purdue, you had a successful playing career there, playing for Coach Katie. Uh, talking about your career, you, you know, I said this, I had Chris Kramer on a few weeks ago, and I'll say it to you as well. You and Chris are two of my favorite players I've ever watched the game. And because of the way you played the game, you played it as a, t- a team player, team first. And I'm a, naturally, I'm a point guard as well. So I love watching you guys distribute the ball and, again, play unselfishly. You play defense. You play hard. You find your teammates to make the rest of the team successful. How important is it, again, you know, buying into that role and playing the role you did at Purdue? Yeah, well, I appreciate you, you know, your, those sentiments and, and saying that. You know, for me um, – you know, I learned a lot from my father uh, who played, um, and his thing was if you could defend and, and uh, you know, and, and create and you make people around you, around you better, you could play at the next level. And I always took a lot of pride in that. I was, I was a pretty darn good passer, um, but I took a lot of pride in winning. Winning mattered to me. And, uh, 
you know, so that didn't necessarily, I wasn't a big time score at the college level, uh, but I did care that that was important to me as, you know, whether it would be open gym, uh, diving on the floor, loose balls, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, I also think that there's a sense of, you know, I grew up watching Purdue basketball. And if you did, you watched, you know, Brian Cardinal diving on <laughs> loose balls. You watched, you know, Conzo Martin, Matt Waddell, like, you know, Chad Austin. You know, I'd seen all those guys. Yeah. So for me, it was a dream come true to be able to play at that level. But for me to to succeed or, or you know, be on the floor, I had to do all the little things because I wasn't going to jump higher than everybody and I wasn't going to be the fastest. And so, you know, for me, I, I had to do all the little things. And uh, that's something I prided myself yeah. on. And uh, I, for the, our listeners, I was at uh, Purdue the same time as Austin, so I got to watch him play. And there would be times I'd be watching and you'd be open. I'd be like, shoot it. But again, just as out and selfish you were and you were, you were looking for the better shot or whatever, or just – I know fans would always be like, Austin, shoot, because you were a good shooter too. But again, just team first. Yeah, team, 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 team first. And, and well, I'll give you an example. There was a game at Michigan State that, uh, you know, I went off a ball screen and the guard went underneath, and naturally you should shoot that. And I shot it. And I'm pretty sure uh, Coach Katie had somebody at the scorer's table before <laughs> the ball hit the rim. And, uh, you know, we actually got the rebound and put it in an and one. So, you know, Coach, uh, coach, that wasn't what he really defined for me. Um, but at the same time, you know, now that I'm a coach, uh, you know, sometimes if whatever your role has to be, it's what's best, you know, best for the team. And, uh, you know, believe me, as a player, you know, it was, it was hard. It was frustrating at times when you're open and you hear people and you know you should shoot and you know you're capable. But if that's not your role, if that's not what's defined for you, um, you know, again, we had really good shooters on the wing and, and, you know, David Teague and Kenny Lowe and Willie Dean. So, you know, uh, I'd rather probably them fired up there than me anyway. Right. <laughs> and what, what do you remember most from your playing career up there? You know, I, I just think that the toughness factor um you know you go to college and you're the best player in your high school and, and one of the best you know in, in your state and then you go there and it's a whole different ball of wax uh you're you know the level is just so much more physical uh the pressures of uh, you know these kids today i can't imagine what they went through with social media and, mm -hmm. and you know yeah. all the stuff that they have to deal with on the outside but you know being part of a, a group of guys that are all competing for the same thing and 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 you know the daily grind of that you know we uh, brett busher is one of my closest friends and he he lives about a mile from me and you know we get together for for games and watch now and we talk about it you know we don't even talk as much about the game stuff as it was the daily practices you know the experience with the guys and you know for me as a coach i always appreciate the culture that we had and what i learned there because it's obviously had a direct influence on what i do now you talk about the social media, it, you know, when you were at Purdue, you just had to deal with yucks like me and uh, shout out to Owen Hall, you know, living down the hall from you or living next door and, and, and bothering you that way. So you might, yeah. have, you know, a little bit, but you know what started about that time was message boards oh, and it was yeah. a very small yeah. thing, but man, I didn't have to deal with, you know, this Instagram and Twitter and where, where people can criticize you, um, you know, right away. And, and, you know, people would forget like, and, and I grew up in a household where, you know, if we lost to IU uh, or lost a weekend game, you know, and my mom and dad had gone to the game, let's say they were supposed to go on a date that night. Well, date night was off. Okay. I mean, I was gone. You know what I mean? Like it was, you know, a borderline funeral in our household when Purdue lost. And I knew that. I, I knew what that felt like. You know, and so you go to that level and, you know, you lose a big game to Michigan State and now you've got to walk around campus. Mm -hmm. Well, now, I mean, with social media, the criticism can take place right away. And so, man, I, I, I you know, I, I think it'd be a – 
these kids today have to deal with a lot more than we ever had to deal with. So going back to now then with your coaching, how do you handle that with your girls and making sure that doesn't become a distraction? Yeah, we talk a lot about blocking out the outside noise, um, you know, and, and we really try to educate them on the social media aspect of things that, you know, it can be a, positive to to promote our program but if like you look at our kids that we've gotten to to come to IUPUI and the kids that have signed with IUPUI they're not the kids on social media that are um you know hyping themselves up uh you know five days a week those kids don't come to our place I you know I don't know if that's just because we're not as interested in that but um you know for us um you know those type of kids that uh, you know that, that are about the team and and we spend a lot of time talking about you know, being for the team and what that looks like and how that looks. And, and, you know, I think that's really helped with those things. But, you know, the other part about it is you've got, you know, mom and dad and, and friends and family. And, you know, that's something that the coaches, you know, I think across the board, whether it's IUPUI or Purdue University, you're having to educate those kids on, okay, this is our culture. This is what we're talking about. That's where the focus has got to be. And that's, you know, that's a challenge. You mentioned your dad a couple of times, your dad, a legend as well at Purdue, still the all-time assist leader. Was there any pressure for you when you got to Purdue to, to, to live up to what he did or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. pressure for me. The, uh, there was an article written about me in my hometown when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> and every time after that, it was the father uh, or son of Bruce Parkinson, grandson of Jack Parkinson, you know, who was an All-American for Adolph Rupp at Kentucky. And so, um, you know, yeah, it was a challenge. And, and, you know, I had goals of beating all my dad's records. And, you know, I got to Purdue and that wasn't my path. I didn't, you know, I started my... I came off the bench my freshman year behind Carson Cunningham, started my sophomore year, and then uh, came off the bench my junior year. And so that, you know, wasn't going to happen. And one of the things that, that I I just shared this recently in an FCA event is that my identity um, and my priorities were sometimes on the wrong things. It was about trying to live up to that versus, you know, being grateful for, for the gifts God had given me and, and really uh, utilizing that to, to, you know, glorify him. And, and, and once I was at peace with that, my experience, you know, changed. And, and, and you know, my senior year was, was, you know, probably one of my favorite years in basketball. You just mentioned FCA and your faith. And, you know, again, I said I had the honor of, of going to Purdue at the same time as, you know, watching you and I have the, the joy of, uh, going to church alongside you as well. Talk about your faith and how that plays a role in your family and coaching. Yeah, shout out to College Park, yeah. which is, uh, <laughs> you know, I think one of the best churches in the city based on the fact that our pastor does an, an, an incredible job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, my my faith growing up, I think you go to two college and uh, now it's your choice. It's not just what your mom and dad raised you on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, my first year you're tired from practice. It's like, eh, I don't think I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of start to, you know, make those decisions. And, um, you know, I think the reality is I figured out what a relationship with Christ looked like when I got to college. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, continued um, now. And, and, you know, it doesn't have its, you know, challenges. And, um, you know, I shared this at FCA the other night. I think my biggest challenge that I struggle with is the competitive spirit I have. Um, and sometimes that um, lining up with maybe what, what his will is and what he wants. And, uh, but, but it's, you know, what's the foundation for me and what's the foundation for my family. Thank you for uh, sharing that Austin. I, I really appreciate that and respect you for that. And, uh, you know, going back to Purdue, talking about the current state of the program, you mentioned earlier, you still watch Purdue as much as possible. What do you think of the current state of the program and what Matt Painter has been able to do successfully up there? Uh, it's, it's been unbelievable. I put a tweet out recently. I think it was around the, you know, uh, NCAA tournament. It was just like, why would you not want to play for Purdue? Uh, you know, Brett and I talk about this all the time. They play up-tempo. He's a great guy to play for. 
and he just lets them fire from three, and they're always disciplined. And, you know, I think if you look at across the board in college basketball, I mean, he's got to be one of the top five coaches in the country consistently. Um, he's learned, you know, he, he's he's figured out how in this culture of the one and dones, how to mix in talented NBA guys and develop at the same mm-hmm. time. And he's done that with, you know, you look at it, he's got his own coaching tree. Guys have gone on and left, and he's been able to replace those with quality assistant coaches, and the train just keeps rolling. Um, you know, I, I think that he's a down-to-earth guy. He's never, you know, one that's that's uh, uh, above anybody, and, and he's so smart. I mean, you watch his, his teams play. I mean, you forget last year at one point. I mean, we were, what, six and five? And, and you know, he was able to – uh, you know, push those guys to another level. And, you know, I think it was a probably as an outsider person just watching the game. I mean, it's a challenge to, you know, everybody thinks, well, you got a guy like Carson Edwards. He's unbelievable. There's no doubt about it. He's unbelievable. Yeah. But he also, uh, during that six and five stretch, was firing at will. Sure. And so <laughs> how do you get a guy like that to maximize his talents mm-hmm. and, and, and showcase him, but at the same time do it in a way that can make everybody better? And, uh, you know, you look at the run that they were able to get on, uh, Un- unbelievable what they've been able to do. And then you also look at the shift in things. I mean, uh, he's had, you know, big guys. Uh, he's done it with guards. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, uh, like I said, as a Purdue fan, um, you know, I'm watching uh, those games and, and just as fired up, you know, yeah. uh, yelling at the TV as, as, you know, anybody else and, and, and couldn't be prouder of what, you know, Coach Painter's been able to do uh, since he's been the coach. I, I agree. And I have said this before. I, when I talked to uh, a couple other people on the podcast, including a uh, Kramer, it gets frustrating when you sometimes see the people who dog him because they lose a couple games or because they let a lead get away or whatever. But it, like you just said, I mean, what he's been able to consistently do up there and get out of guys and adjust. Um, I can't cite the article exactly, but there was, I just read an article talking about how he maybe adjusts better than any coach in America to, to the players he has. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, the people that say that, they're idiots. They don't know. <laughs> I mean, they really don't. I mean, because – the bottom line is you look at the consistencies he's been and he's adjusted. So like, you know, there was a stretch uh, where, you know, he had recruited some guys from Chicago that didn't work out Mm -hmm. and uh, they were talented players, but they weren't his culture. And I remember him distinctly saying this in a press conference of, you know, I've got to get um, the guys that fit our culture. And I, and, 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 you know, I say this from the women's side, one of the thing I think a lot of women's coaches do a really good job of is, recruiting to their system. He doesn't necessarily have to be the five-star guy. It's the guy that's going to fit the yeah. best in their system. And he's been uh, been able to find an incredible mix, you know, in that regard. Um, and then he's also been incredibly consistent. I mean, you know, outside of what, Bo Ryan and the consistency they've had, who's been more consistent? Yeah. You know, maybe Tony Bennett, at, you know, at, at Virginia. And we're talking about you know, take off the, the Kentuckys and the sure. uh, Dukes and, you know, and then some of these programs that – everybody in America knows is, you know, pulling shady maneuvers. <laughs> Purdue doesn't do that. Right. Purdue does it the right way. And so you've got a guy that does it the right way and continues to win. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I mean, I'm excited about this year. You oh, know, we lose too. Carson Edwards and, you know, I, I think we're going to be pretty good again. So, you know, his consistency, I think, is, is what speaks for for how good a coach he's been over the years. I agree with you. I, I'm excited about this year as well because, again, I think he's going to make those adjustments to what he has and make those guys work together. And I, I'm excited to see how they work as a team, because, you know, again, Carson amazing. A lot of it was on him. I mean, of course, um, Ryan Klein and Greg were huge as well. But, like, I'm interested to see the team chemistry and the team element this year. It's exciting, and it was a, a fun run last year that 
ended unfortunately a little on a disappointing note, but nonetheless, the program's in a great place, I think. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, last year was a lot of fun, uh, especially the run that they went on. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you think about all the players they graduated the year before yeah. and then to come back and have the success that they've had. Um, you know, it's 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 virtually unheard of. And, yeah. you know, the one other thing I think it's been pretty cool is uh, and give a lot of credit to the to the marketing and, and the people around the Purdue um you know, just to the, the athletic department. Um, I had a chance to go to the Villanova Purdue game several years ago and the atmosphere that they've been able to create, um, not just the Purdue fans have always been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was in college, I, I would have said we were, we, us in Indiana were probably behind the times in regards to, uh, you know, what we were able to do as far as putting on like a, an, an event yeah. and, uh, you know, man, what they're doing the last, I mean, it, it is unbelievable. Yeah. It's like a rock concert with basketball yeah. and uh, you know, you go there and you, I mean, it is a, it's a home court advantage and, and you know, something Purdue should be really proud about. Yeah. I was excited to, to hear people like Andy Katz and those guys of those, uh, of that likeness saying, you know, this is the best venue in America or one of the top venues in America. It's, you know, it's awesome to hear that as a, as an alum. And you mentioned some of the people out there, like Chris Foreman up there at Purdue, who's just pumping out content and, 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 pumping up the brand it's well awesome. it's it's been awesome you know but for me as a player remember i play and then i go back and coach you asked that earlier i coach i'm not walking up to the venue i'm there yeah so for me and my buddy to go and and walk up and see the music yeah. be in the hallways be there with the you know the fans yeah. and see what they've been able to do uh their introductions i mean yeah. it's just it's something that uh like i said i mean you know brett and i always joke it's like man why, why would you not want to go there right. do you ever get back for the alumni games you know, I played in an alumni game several years ago, but typically it's that first week of August, and we're coming off of July recruiting, and I'm okay. gone uh, almost the entire month, and I've sat in a gym from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> eating nachos and hot dogs, and I am not in shape to, to, to be able to play. So, you know, for me, I, you know, maybe a couple if, – if I'm able to get back in shape, uh, you know, maybe I'll go to some of those. But timing-wise, it's, yeah. you know, it's not always the greatest with, with what we're doing you know, at IUPUI. That's awesome. Well, circling back to IUPUI as we wrap up, you said you started practice last week. Uh, first game is when? Yeah, we play November 5th uh, against Ball State, okay. uh, which will be good. It's nice to have in-state games yeah. where the, the travel. Um, you know, we have, I think, at Butler uh, later in the year. Um, you know, we've always played a pretty tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, as, as, you know, when I first got the job, you know, anybody play us. I mean, we, we, you know, people couldn't wait to play us. <laughs> You know, now that we've gotten better and more consistent, it's been a little bit of a challenge. And so, um, you know, our, our you look at even some of our, our games, you know, we play Ohio. They're going to be picked to win the MAC. You know, Northern Iowa will probably be picked, you know, second or third in the Missouri Valley. Uh, Tennessee Martin will be probably picked, you know, to win the Ohio Valley. Then we're going out to Vegas and playing, you know, uh, Seton, or I'm sorry, St. John's and UNLV. And then we play at Miami Hurricanes. So our non-conference schedule is always, you know, always difficult, but, you know, like I tell our kids, like, I don't like playing cream puffs. It's better yeah. for us to be able to prepare ourselves for, for Horizon League play. Well, I was going to say, I, uh, you know, you see Tom Izzo and you see Coach Painter do that now. You have these tougher schedules. And you may take a few losses or whatnot, but battle tests, you get ready for conference play and tournament play, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes Izzo's, I'm like, holy cow, their, their stuff is, <laughs> I mean, you look at that. And I think sometimes he's probably like, man, why did I do that? <laughs> right. But, but you know, you look at it, I and mean, again, it's the fans enjoy it. Um, what, I mean, I, I don't think Purdue makes the run that they make in a tournament last year if they hadn't played that difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that that game was at Florida State, um, yep. you know, and some of those, you know, really tough physical teams, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're in their tournament play. They've seen it all. Yep. They've been there. Um, and they've experienced it. And you know you're going to get that in the, you know, in the Big Ten anyways. Mm-hmm. 
why not play a you know a tough out of conference and especially when RPI or BPI whatever their new right. you know <laughs> formulas you can't keep track of what it is uh, how you know how important it is to have a good you know non conference schedule. That's awesome. As we wrap up, Austin, if people want to follow IUPUI program, obviously you can just search IUPUI online. They want to follow you on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, AP the Park, I think. I haven't <laughs> looked in a while. Uh, I'll tweet it out when I send out this podcast. So that's awesome. Hey, Austin, thank you so much for your time. I enjoyed you having having you on and coming in. So I uh, can't wait for you to get to your first game and see how you do this season. All right, buddy. Always good to see you. Awesome. Thanks, man. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. You can also listen, like, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.